Today on an episode of Real Ghost Stories Online that will make you understand what your pets really think of you. But be warned, you may not like what you find out. I, for example, found out that my pet ferret, Rocco, had a deep and dark desire to make passionate human-on-ferret love. I, of course, declined the offer, but did find out that he did inappropriate things to me in my sleep. He's such a sneaky ferret, and now it burns when I pee. Anyway, what happens when a mysterious woman with white hair appears out of the fog on a lonely, desolate morning near the Mexican border? And more importantly, why did Grandma grab a shotgun and the Bible to ward her off? What dark intentions did the woman come with? That story and much more today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You're about to enter the world of the unknown, and quite possibly, the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. Hey, that it is. Welcome to the program. And, uh, you know, if you, you like the show, be sure to press subscribe wherever you download podcasts. You don't miss any episodes of Real Ghost Stories Online. We got brand new ones for you every single Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and if you're an EPP, you get a Friday one, too. So five days a week there. Of course, all the extras throughout the week, too. Sign up to be an extra podcast person to get all that stuff commercial free. The full archive, which is the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories. And I know it sounds overwhelming, but if you think about it, you could sit down, start listening today, and you'd probably be done somewhere around Easter. Uh, so just to think about it. Uh, so lots of content there for you. Uh, check it out at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Uh, five bucks a month to get on in all of that. Uh, Tony and Carol Hughes with you on today's episode. What's going on? I would like to add, you'll also hear Robert Stack say things you never thought you would ever hear him say. <laughs> That's what, like I, because I never know what he's going to say because you come up with all that. Yeah. And um, that one was cracking me up. Yeah, I I was I was, I, was I didn't and I, I had no idea that Robert had that uh that kind of pervy little thing. That ferret, that perverted ferret. And you know, it, it's one of those things you you learn about it and you know, it was just gone too soon and we never had a chance to hear those <laughs> those stories about uh about Rocco, but uh you know, I think maybe maybe more will come out um as I channel uh, Robert uh, mentally uh, for the show's intros. You're going to find out a lot of stuff. <laughs> a lot of stuff. Things you never <laughs> even kind of considered. Things that make you say, hmm? <laughs> things that make you say, ooh. Yeah. That's, Both and, th- those. and things that make you say, ah. Um, how that's going to happen with Rob? I don't know. But, uh, oh, I did want to share that last week I had talked about bringing home some things from the haunted apartment up in Iowa. Yeah. And, and I ended up bringing my grandmother's little suitcase back that had a creepy mm-hmm. Cupid doll in it. Yep. And now your cats from are both dead. Aren't probably they? like 1915 to 20-ish. So it was really old. So I just wanted to update it. Everyone, nothing happened. Yet. And... The doll is now living at my sister's house. And I'm like, what you do with that doll, that's up to you. So she's like, I'll give it to our mom. <laughs> like, 
that's all my mom needs. My mom's kind of crazy enough, but that's okay. That's great. it's gone. Nothing ended up happening, but I did lose sleep over knowing it was in my garage. Wait, and I shouldn't be like that because it's like it was my grandmother's. Nothing's gonna happen, and then I'd be laying in bed at night, and I'm like, "What if something happens?" And but nothing did, so it's all good. It's gone. It's where I should arrange a, a large practical joke with your sister. Up here, give me the doll, and we're gonna go oh hide it. God. It's gonna show back up on Carol's Don't. doorstep, and you're gonna pretend like I don't know where it went. I put it in this closet the other night. I, I haven't been in there yet to, to get it, Carol. And there's Cupie. Oh, that would be... No. Cupie's bad. Don't, do not do that with my sister. <laughs> no, and here's the thing. I don't think my sister would let you. No? <laughs> she would be like, that would be much too traumatizing to her. She's very fragile. She doesn't <laughs> like shit like that. Do not do that to her. I don't, I, see, when I picture uh, what uh, what she would say, I don't hear her sounding like that. I think she's like, oh, that would be real funny. She wouldn't do it. Okay. You should just ask her just no. to see her reaction. <laughs> just, to see, just to see what we get. <laughs> but don't do, don't go through with it. <laughs> oh, I have to Even though you're forewarned, it. like, it's like, just don't, but don't, even if you tell me the date and time it's going to happen, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Just, no. That's all I ask. There's Cupie. Just when you thought Cupie was gone, and you'd never have to see Cupie again. Cupie. Has a mind of its own. Cupid <laughs> returns for the corpse of Carol. <laughs> well, that was uplifting. Thanks, Tony. Look out. <laughs> Things I didn't think I'd hear today Corpse of Carol. Corpse of Carol and a Cupid doll. <laughs> A lot of randomness that goes on uh, in your brain. In my brain. <laughs> well, let's go to our uh, our first story here uh, of the day. Uh, it starts. I just recently subscribed uh, to you guys on YouTube. I love to listen to the stories people tell. It serves to verify my own sanity with the many experiences that I have had. I can't help to wonder why it is that some of us are almost plagued with experiences, while others have never or will ever have a single paranormal experience. Strange, isn't it? We are chosen or just more open to the next dimension. My story takes place in Mexico in the early 80s, just across the Texas border in Hidalgo County, where my grandparents used to live. My brothers and I spent most of our summers there while our parents worked back in the U.S. I remember we had moved into a larger home, which was just built and the area was so new to development that the street lights had just been installed. We lacked electricity in the home as it was in the process of being connected by the new light posts. In the meantime, my grandparents, aunt, three of my siblings and myself sat outside and watched a battery powered TV by the light of the street light outside. The streets were empty back then and you could count the house three blocks in every direction in one hand. As we sat and watched our nightly comedy show, a sudden and distant thunderous barking started. It was progressively getting louder. It seemed that something riled up the dogs in the neighborhood surrounding us. It sounded like all the dogs in that area had gotten together 
to bark at something at the same time. And they seemed to be moving closer to us. My grandfather made a comment about a wild animal possibly loose on the streets. So he went inside and grabbed his shotgun. Loaded it. Started in the direction of the sound. The sound became overwhelming and my brothers and I started to feel a bit of fear, but more curiosity to see the animal causing all this commotion. The night was very dark and the only area visible in the darkness were directly below the street lampposts. As we waited for the sound to approach, we saw a pack of dogs trotting and running up the streets as they were illuminated by the street light. Then a woman in the middle of the pack, as she passed by the light, we saw that an enormous pack of dogs followed her, 50 or more dogs following her, all barking as loud as they could. Upon closer inspection, we noticed the dogs were trying to bite her feet and ankles, but retreated whimpering as soon as they tried. The scene played on as she very slowly and calmly walked down the street towards our direction. With the dogs tirelessly trying to bite her and taking turns, my immediate thought was that she needed help. I believe my grandfather had a similar thought as he started walking towards her. But then he stops, turns around, and quickly makes his way back to us. He walks past my grandma with a serious tone. He tells my grandma, this one is all yours. Nothing I can do here. As he leans the shotgun against the wall of the house, grandma goes in to the house. In a hurry, comes back with a Bible in her hand and starts searching for a page. She was a deeply religious and devout Catholic. The woman was about half a block away from us, and we could see that she was not your typical lady. She had a slight luminance to her. I was still uncertain as to why this was a big deal, so I was trying to see what happened next. My brothers were at this point holding on to my aunt who was now dragging my arm towards her and telling us to close our eyes and not look, covering my eyes with her hand. I slipped my face away from her hand and looked back and saw something that would change the way I saw the world and my grandma for the rest of my life. My grandma was holding the Bible in one hand and making a cross sign with the other while holding a crucifix, reading out loud some kind of prayer. I saw the woman passing by us about eight feet away from us she had long, wavy white hair. A light blue or white sleeping gown from what I can imagine was 17th century garb. I saw her making the movement of walking with her legs, but as I followed her legs down, I realized she had no feet. She was floating almost a foot off the ground like she was walking on a platform which was invisible to us above the ground. As she walked by, I was stricken with fear, confusion, and panic ever so slowly turned to my direction and I saw that she had no face no features just a pale blur at this point I was horrified and went back to closing my eyes some time passed probably 10 to 15 seconds but it felt like a half hour and we heard grandma's order to take the kids inside and we moved carefully towards the door eyes still shut at that moment, I heard my grandma say to the woman, I don't want you here. You are not welcome in this place. Do you understand? With a very stern voice as she continued to pray and read from the Bible. I opened my eyes again and got a glimpse of what would be the last time 
I ever saw that woman. She was wailing as if in pain, running up and down a small hill to the side of our house, holding her head and pulling her hair. That was all I saw. I went inside and waited for Grandma to come into the house. We lit candles. We sat in the room with a window towards the area where the woman went. Grandma comes in and very confidently says to us, Don't worry, dear, she won't be coming back. I made sure of that. After that experience, my grandma became a very strong and powerfully faithful woman in my eyes. She no longer held that title of fragile little old lady, but someone to look up to and learn from. As we cowered in the corner in fear, she stood her ground front and sent her fearless. Also, this thing that looked like a woman. Why was it so susceptible to prayer in the name of God? I can only speculate that it was not a woman at all, but something darker with ill intent. Since then, I've had a lot of a lot of experiences with some experiences that I've had to use the name of God to repel the spirits, which seem to be human only to have them flee or withdraw for the night. But why? A human alive or otherwise would not be repelled by that. I hope that one day I too share that faith and fearlessness my grandma displayed that night. Until then, I'll keep my distance from anything remotely paranormal as I tend to attract the bad experiences. Grandparents have passed now, but witnesses to this story are my three brothers and my aunt who can attest to the veracity of it. Love the show. Great work, guys. I'll continue to listen and hopefully share more of my experiences. Thoughts on all of that? Creepy ass story. Uh-huh. Um, but like, so grandpa just goes, Hey, this one's all you and just goes in the house and lets her have to deal with that. I guess they knew their strengths. <laughs> it's like, I'm leaving the kids with you. You got it. Yep. Going inside. Like you would have thought he would have been children. Come with me. You got this go with your Bible. And your superpower, which grandma apparently did have some kind of superpower. That's pretty impressive. But they're just all chill. It's like, okay, cool. Grandma's going to go expel the demons. Awesome. Because the way that was written, it kind of, that's how it kind of felt like granddad's like, yeah. Hey, you got this. But then the thing is, is it did like grandma knew just what to do. Yeah. I think it wasn't their first. They had seen this before, obviously. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking is this doesn't seem like it's their first time going through uh, these experiences. So my assumption would be, uh, you know, those two have their own rapport of dealing with it. It's like, okay, I got it. If it's this, you got it. If it's that. And it's just kind of like they're, you know, they're ready for it, whatever. And they know what they're going to do. It's just interesting. And then all the dogs that, you know, because that's probably kind of different than, you know, like my neighborhood. Well, there's a lot of loose dogs in my neighborhood from time to time, but not 50. Like you couldn't get a pack of loose dogs. That alone would be like, what the hell is going on? Where did all these dogs come from? And then to see some woman in the middle of it, like that's just weird. The whole thing is just really Weird to me. I've never heard a story quite like that one. No, it it is very bizarre. Uh, And yeah, it makes you wonder uh, what exactly 
was it that they saw and, and how regularly did grandma and grandpa experience it as well? And it doesn't sound like they ever circle back and talk to grandma about it. No. Like, what exactly is your superpower, grandma? Yeah. Because you obviously have one. We saw it in action that night. I wonder. I wonder how deep that got. Very interesting. Thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, 855-853-4802, our phone number. Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's go to a caller. Hi. I'm going to tell you my son's story, my oldest. He is 20. Um, when he was born, uh, we I was in the delivery room, and, you know, it was complicated. I was too tiny. He was way too big. It should have been a C-section, but... Um, it didn't happen, and I'm glad that we're both here to, you know, to tell the story. He, while I was in labor, um, I was in a pain, and got me this froggy bean bag thing, and it had, you know, the froggy legs, and I would fucking swing it back and forth because I'd be in so much pain because, you know, contractions, they, they suck. And um, everybody that would come in the room, my grandma, my mom, the family, you know, my, my, uh, my son's father's mom, um, him, all, all of our friends, they would come and they would just stare at me and I'd be in a lot of pain. And they would always stand on the one side of the room and there were chairs over on the other side, but they, they would never um, go on that side of the I didn't notice it at the time. I put all this, you know, together later after the fact I was too busy in in in, in pain moment. But um as I was, you know, going through the situation and everything, every time I opened up my eyes would be staring at me and everybody's dead quiet and I'd be like, Stop staring at me you know, and then I turned and when I opened up my eyes because I thought maybe someone finally went around to the other side of the room. And um I opened up my eyes and I saw someone over there and I went to turn to see who was, you know, sitting over there. There was nobody over there, but I saw someone over there sitting. And, um, the weird part of it is, is that, um, my, I, I told after I got home from the hospital, I told my son's father, I was like, there was something in the room when I was given birth, you know, to dust. I, I don't, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I thought it was an angel is my best description. But I described him to his father, and his father said that that was his brother. His brother boating accident, um, and and he they they were drinking and fishing, and it was late in the, into the night, and he fell out of the boat and he died. And um, so I thought that was kind of crazy, you know, that I did I didn't even know he had a brother. It was his dad's and his dad's first marriage something like that um and he was older and i i had no idea um but my oldest since he was little um the baby monitor would be on and i'd be waiting for him to get up from his nap and i'd start getting lunch ready and stuff like that and i was downstairs and i had the baby monitor on him and you could hear a woman in the baby monitor um talking to him and my grandma just happened to be standing beside me next to the stove making tea and we both stopped what we were doing and turned around at the same time and looked at the baby monitor. And I took off running upstairs because we were the only two. Um, he he would tell he tells me stories now that he's older. Um, 
when he was little and he'd be at my grandma's house because my grandma's a sensitive too. Um, but when you don't uh, learn how to protect yourself, you, you're, you're basically a lighthouse in, in a dark world. You're going to attract all of them, not just one or this kind or that kind. You're going to attract kind. And um, with her not protecting herself, um, I think a lot um, evil ones would attach. But he said that she would keep a crib outside um, her bedroom window, or not bedroom window, bedroom door. And in the crib, he said, he said, Mom, it never hurt me, but he said it always hovered. He said it was like a black cloud. And it was a, a, a man, he said, not but a man. And he said that it would just lean over the crib and he said it would just stand there, not ever saying anything, not ever doing nothing. And night after night, and it would just stand there and it'd just stare at him and just stare at him and just stare at him. And I crazy when he told me that. I never knew that because he never, t he always tells me everything, you know, always that way since he was little. I've, you know, I'll let my baby talk for for days. I'd lo I love hearing everything he has to say. Every, even when he was babbling, <laughs> I'd be like, oh, really? Yeah, oh, that sounds so cool even though he wasn't really saying anything, but he was to him. But, but, um, he, he, he's probably about, I'd probably say about four or five at this time. And we were living in the, in this, uh, really big house in town. And I had to work third because I, it was either second or third. Cause I couldn't, I wasn't, it worked for a union. I couldn't hold first. So I had to work third all the time because second, I got tired of working second. I worked it for years while he wasn't in school. But when he was in school, I would have never saw him. So I worked third and I would go up and check on the babies before I, uh, my youngest was born at this time. And I, um, he said he woke up and he has, he has paralyzing. Um, when I was pregnant with him, I woke up and I couldn't move. It's never happened before and it's never happened since. Only when I was pregnant with him did it happen to me. And now it happens to him consistently, like throughout his whole entire life, um, where you're paralyzed, where you can't move. Um, I woke up and I couldn't move. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't talk. I, or I, I couldn't talk. I, 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 I couldn't do nothing. I couldn't ask for help. I couldn't move a finger. And I was panicking and it was like I was trapped and it was weird. It was really weird. I was trapped inside myself and I couldn't, there was nothing I could do. And I calmed myself down and I closed my eyes and I myself went back to sleep and I woke up and I jerked myself when I woke up because I could move finally. And, but my son, he has that situation all the time. Like he, he it happens to him all the time. Um, but he, I just thought it was really weird because it only happened when I was pregnant with him and it hasn't happened to me since, but it happens to him all the time. So I think there's something, you know, that, I, you know, with him, with his gifts, with his abilities or something. But he woke up one night and he uh, said that there was this really, really tall man because he, they were in, he was in a bunk bed and he was in top bunk. And he said that this tall man leaned over his bed and it, he said that it was, it was so tall. Like it, it like, 
And he said that he kept having dreams at night and he kept having dreams where it looked like me, but he's like, it was mom. And I would throw at his head and I'd be mean to him and stuff like that. And there was, he was, we were, I was helping him brush his teeth to make sure, you know, he got his back teeth and stuff like that. And he kept his head around him everywhere. And I was like, what are you doing, baby? And he's like, mom, I see shadows all the time. He's like, I see people all me, but when I go to look at them, they're not. And I knew it because I see him, but I didn't want him to be scared. So I told him that they were angels. And I, he, as far as I know, like he, he never complained since then. But, um, he, I'd probably say he's 15 now or not now, but then we, um, moved back up from Missouri and he was coming downstairs and as he was coming downstairs, he said, uh, at the end of the stairs, it was like three o'clock, four o'clock in the morning because he's 15 and it's summertime. So he's staying up late like he always does. And he, there was a little girl standing at the bottom of the stairs and he said it scared him. And, um, I had to start putting like nightlights around the house and stuff like that because he gets so scared. So the whole house basically has like these LED light candles all around the house and uh, time that candles and stuff like that. So that way, cause even my youngest is, is he's the same way. Um, there was a time where he wouldn't sleep in his bedroom. I'd put this, this, he's about three and he wouldn't sleep in his bedroom. And so I had to teach him how to sleep in his bed because you know, he's got a, he's, got to learn to sleep in his own bed. So I made a pilot on the floor and as I was laying on the floor in in his room with him, I got no sleep at all that whole entire night. Like I was freezing, but I was sweating everywhere. Um, I could not for nothing. I was constantly awake all night long. It, it Like I got no sleep, no rest whatsoever. Um, and after that, and really, that there was something going on in that room. That's when I moved on. I let him sleep with me from that point on out um, because I just didn't feel comfortable leaving him in a room like that. So I would, in the wintertime, especially because it's cold in there, I'd shut the door and mildew, mold, as a black mold started growing out of the closet that I felt like stuff was hiding in. It was weird when I was laying there. Like I, you, you, you get a download of stuff that's going, you know, and out of the closet and up his wall and it's and I kept scrubbing it down and cleaning it and stuff like that and it just kept coming and coming and coming and and then it started spreading throughout the whole rest of the house and um I moved out we left and moved out and whatever was in that house some of it followed us to the next house but not all of it but it was just really weird that I stopped to the people and there's no black mold. They've never had issues or anything like that. So I, I think maybe the thing that was in the house was mad because I took him out of their hands or something. I, I don't know, but they were like, they were lashing back. Um, but yeah, my oldest, he has, he has the gift too. It, it runs in the family. But he's he's doing good now. He's he's happy and healthy. He's 20 years old and he's a happy, happy, healthy man. He's still 
you know, remembers a lot. He still talks to me about a lot. He, he'll come and tell me when I need to sage and that and salt. And so he's still very, very aware of his surroundings and stuff like that. Um, I think he is a lot more stronger because of me, who I am and aware and knowing, you know, what it is he's going through. So I help him with stuff. Um, a lot, I don't think a lot of negative like entities can penetrate him because his will stay the night and she'll stay, she'll say, she'll hear stuff about voices standing behind her, um, trying to tell her to be jealous and, you know, think of all these negative thoughts and, and feelings and, and stuff like that. So I think, um, he's a lot stronger than most. And I think that's because, you know, he has a mom that that helps guide him and stuff like that. With the sucker, with me throwing the sucker at him and stuff like that, I told him that that was um, spirits trying to um, put a wedge in between us because they know that I can help him and I under, uh, understand the whole situation. And I told him that the reason it didn't look like me fully is because it was me and um, the, the bad spirit trying to put a wedge in between us. Um, I just wanted to tell you about my oldest. I'm trying to remember everything I should have known, but I didn't. <laughs> but thank you. That would be horrifying as a parent to hear your child say that they had an encounter with you and it wasn't you. Well, and it sounds like there's a whole lot of other things too, yeah. you know, like with this child encountering lots of things but that one would be really that because there was a lot of in that story yeah oh yeah. but i think that's probably the most terrifying part of it mm -hmm. that some it's like he's seeing you but it's not you yeah and how do you even kind of explain that to a child I, I'm, you know? I'm curious as to like well honey what you saw wasn't me uh -huh. i mean there's no real explaining it to a kid no, I mean, because the only way, way, place and time that it applies is if it's the ghost, because there's nothing else in life that's going to do that sort of thing. So that could really mess with your mind even more, um, just trying to reconcile the two the two concepts. I'm curious as to when, at the end, she said how she explained it to her son. At what age was the son where they were able to have that conversation where he could kind of understand it that way? Yeah, because... Even, you know, if you're a kid, you, it's obvious your child is a sensitive mm -hmm. and can pick up on things, but you can't explain that to them, you know, because you don't want to scare them. Yeah. And I don't know. I think that would be a really difficult thing to deal with. Yeah. But if the kid's already experiencing it, um, do you just kind of level with them, though, too, and be like, look, I get it. You're seeing this and rather than oh it's you know it's nothing nothing bad but how deep can you go for, you know to help them understand it i don't know i guess i really right. wouldn't know unless i was in that situation but even then you'd be very confused uh very cool story thank you for uh for sharing that one with us uh here on today's episode of the program and uh, that's going to wrap up today's episode of real ghost stories online uh if you like the show become an extra podcast person we call them epp sign up at uh, ghostpodcast.com or through Patreon. The link also there at ghostpodcast.com. There you'll get 
access to our EPP bonus episodes, brand new ones every single week exclusively for you, as well as the archive of episodes. It's the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories. And to get our advanced episodes, uh, typically uh, almost up about to a month before they're released to the public. All of it commercial free. Get it at ghostpodcast.com. Until next time, for Carol, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online. Hey, got a crazy family? Love hearing stories about crazy families? Then you need to check out our brand new podcast called My Crazy Family. Available wherever you get podcasts. Just search My Crazy Family right now. Press subscribe and don't miss any brand new episodes of My Crazy Family. You can even share your stories if you so please. We'd love to hear them. My Crazy Family. Search and subscribe wherever you download podcasts.